Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com. Use promo code Beehive20. 20% off your golf and MLB PA apparel. You can get a shirt that says long as fuck with a foul pole. <laughs> like this one. Like the one I'm currently wearing. Head on over there. 20% off Beehive20 promo code. Today's episode 47? Is that what we're at? I don't fuck. I don't know. I, I think that's what I I think that's what I put on the title, so I hope so. All right, uh, close to, enough. Yeah. Today's episode. Uh we're gonna discuss we're we're starting right off with uh the pizza pizza bullshit. Corn Ginza whatever. Bullshit. Yeah, I think it's Philly, whatever. Uh then we're gonna get into head coaches uh getting locked in. All nine spots have now been filled. Sketty's going to educate us on some Saudi Arabian PGA golf uh, feud that's currently happening. In sports history, we'll have five fast facts like normal. In the things that sting, we got some uh, old business to cover right off the bat with Trevor Bauer. Then we're going to get into a slew of arrests, including Alvin Kamara, uh, Mac Etienne, Pete Golden, and we're going to talk about the death of Jeremy Giambi. In my hive, we will welcome back Moon and Smiles Miles Brosy, a.k.a. the gigantic fucking Andy Dalton. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. This week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game Call Napoli's Pizza, 814-723-7455. Seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. Uh, speaking of Napoli's. So yesterday was National Pizza Day. Did you get pizza yesterday? I did not. I tried to talk Ryan into it, and she wasn't having it. Did she know it was National Pizza Day? Yeah, I said that, and it didn't matter. But I got overruled. But it was sad to not have it. I do love. How did you get? How did you get overruled pizza? one to one? <laughs> She's scarier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so. I said speaking of Napoli's because yesterday was obviously National Pizza Day. So it is very, very few and far between times that I stray from Napoli's and get a different pizza from somewhere else. Like it's not often. Sometimes at work we'll get four star because it's right in town. It's easy to get to. Yeah. And yeah. I like four star. Yeah, it's not but, a bad pie. No, but Napoli's is my, that's my shit, right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's not even close. Okay, but pregnant wife says, I want a personal pan pizza. Okay. So you have to abide by that, right? That's being oh, overruled. See, we talked about being overruled. You weren't overruled. I'm overruled. That's two against yeah, one. Well, she is too. She is. Yeah. But, you know, I would have told her any pizza is a personal pizza as long as you try hard and believe in yourself. <laughs> 
I'm, I mean, I know she's going to hear that on her own, but I am going to use that next time. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so I'm like, okay, I get on Pizza Hut's app and I get myself a stuffed crust because that's a personal yep. pan pizza to me because I do try hard yep. and I do believe in myself. Uh, but yep, it says, so I go to get her uh, a personal pan pizza and it says out of crust for personal pan pizza. And I'm like, that can't be right. That literally can't be right. Yeah. So I try calling Pizza Hut and you can't talk to the people who work there anymore. It goes to some fucking call center and uh they you know they were like some some guy I could hardly understand what he was saying, but I'm like, I'm just calling to find out like they can't be out of personal pan pizza crust, right? Because they're like that big around. Yeah. Like, yeah. S- send me back there. I'll take a fucking medium. I'll cut a little bit off of it, and I can make the crust myself. Like, I'll I can do it that. Work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no. They're out. No. Uh, so I said, "What does that mean?" Uh, it it just means that they're out. Right. I can I can get a large pizza right now with the same fucking <laughs> same hand tossed bullshit. But you can't make me a personal one, just just a small one. It was that's why you go to Naples, and that's why you do go to Naples, and that's why I don't stray away from Naples is because I Naples I don't call and deal with bullshit like that. Even when Naples is out of dough, they'll post it on their Facebook yep. page because they're considered exactly. people. Yep. Yeah, not fucking yep. Pizza Hut where I have to talk to somebody who's not even in the same country as I am. How does he? He doesn't know why there's no. No crust there. Yeah, that's kind of shocking to me that there's no line to the actual store anymore. And and it's not and it why like why why were they out of the smallest crust that they have? How could they not make that happen? That's what happens when you have big corporations running stuff. We have one crust designated for little for little uh, personal pan pizzas, and if we're out of that, we're out of that. Tough shit. Yeah. You know, totally impossible to cut something down. It's it was just unbelievable. So now that we got past that, let's get to this barstool post that a lot of the people on the Facebook page saw last night. Uh, I'll pull it up for reference because uh, I don't remember exactly what all of the uh, the the topping. So the gist of it, if you yeah. didn't see the post on Facebook, if you're just a, a listener and not a watcher or a follower or whatever, uh, the Barstool Sports posted a National Pizza Day post, which everybody associates Barstool Sports with pizza because of Portnoy and the pizza reviews. Uh, I made Devin watch two of them while we ate the garbage, trash, dry, scumbag, (laughs) piece of shit, stuffed crust pizza that I ordered by accident because I should have known better. Um, Yep. So we watched Blaze. Pizza review because that's my hands down. That's my that's, favorite. That's a good one. You you've seen that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen okay. It. So it's if you good. have not seen, if you watch pizza reviews and you don't think you've ever s- saw this one, YouTube, uh, Barstool Pizza Review, Blaze Pizza, and just watch. It's like a minute and a half, and it is my favorite one by far uh, because Portnoy and I share opinions on LeBron James, so it it just hey it's. Portnoy's, Portnoy's opinion of LeBron James didn't affect that review. 
It didn't. He he's, states it. He states it clearly. Totally pizza's, unbiased. Pizza's an honorable game. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, anyways, in honor of National Pizza Day, Barstool posted a map of the United States and each state's favorite topping. So I don't know who voted for these or or how these came about. But obviously, the number one in most states is pepperoni, which should have been Pennsylvania also. I, I think that should have been every fucking state. Correct. Uh, sausage was number two, mushroom, black olives. Number six on this list, and uh, allegedly Pennsylvania's choice for number one pizza topping, corn. Yins are bullshit. You think it's Pittsburgh's fault? Has to be, because the only other state that had corn was West Virginia. Where is West Virginia close to? That's a fair point. Not Philly. So there's somebody down there in that corner that's making a fucking corn pizza of some sort, and they're ruining it for everybody, giving everybody up here a bad name. Yeah, they did give us a bad name. If you read the comments on that post, people were like, what the hell's going on in Pennsylvania? I can at least respect, like, what was, was it Wisconsin that had tuna? I can't respect that either. And no, it's Minnesota. That's a meat. It's, it's oh, was Minnesota. Minnesota. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Couldn't remember which one. And Ron, who lives in Wisconsin, commented <laughs> on the post and said, I've been to Minnesota a truckload of times. I've never once seen anybody or heard of anybody eating tuna on their pizza. Yep. I mean, the corn thing, I just, it makes no sense. Unless you're talking about like a Bob's Trading Post mashed potato pizza. Like, no. Uh, and then you, Avocado, California and Arizona. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. They're weird out there. <laughs> that that one doesn't shock me at all. Nothing else really sticking out except for well, carrots. What's that? New Mexico. I don't New Mexico. Know. I don't New Mexico. Know. New Mexico is carrots. Jeez. Again, I'm just not buying it. Like, obviously, yeah. Bar Soldiers has something against those few states that they're. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. Because I want to know who I want to know who was polled. Uh and it doesn't say where these uh these it's results came from. Probably. And here we are complaining about something that yeah. they don't even take seriously. <laughs> so that's probably true. All right. Uh <laughs> yeah. We'll move on from the corn thing, but spread the word to anybody you know who lives out of state. We we do not eat fucking corn on our pizza. We love corn. Corn on the cob is fantastic. Corn on the cob is great. Wonderful, right. wonderful treat. Not with pizza or no. on pizza. No. Yeah, that's you don't you don't mix those two. Uh, so after tonight, one episode remaining before our well deserved month off. Uh, and uh, we're going to smash our heads together and come up with some brand new great ideas for uh, the next season, I guess, is what we're supposed to call it. Uh, the one thing I did want to note is that, because uh, we might not cover some stuff this week that people are going to be like, I can't believe they didn't cover that. Like uh, the games going overseas that was just announced, Germany's getting a couple uh, there's yep. going to be one in Mexico again. I'm s- saving all that for next week because next week's going to be uh super bowl. And then, you know, kind of what's to come, what we have to look forward to, uh, let the month off happen and, and 
all the stuff that transpires in that. I mean, the first episode back might end up being a long one for that reason, but uh, yeah. we're willing to, you know, take take the long episode, get caught up, uh, and enjoy the time off. Uh, next week, the final episode of the season is an important one for everybody who listens, tunes in live, all of that, because we're going to be posting the link in the comments. And at any point during the show, if you want to join, you can. Uh, we're going to have any, anybody who wants to come on. Come on. You, you saw what you need, basically. Uh, some sort of setup with a camera. Headphones will make it better for you uh, experience-wise yep. if you're listening or if you're actually on it. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you plan on jumping on. And hopefully we get a, a few people uh, to come on. I mean, it'd be cool if we were like, having people on so long that we had to boot them off so that new people yeah. could come on. Yeah. That'd be ideal, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, so just remember that we're going to be promoting that all. I'm probably starting Monday every day. I'm going to put something up reminding everybody that the link will be in the comments and all you'll have to do is click it. It'll take you to uh, the page where you can punch your, your name in Um and, and you join us and we're going to have this show written out like normal and you just chime in, you know, jump in the conversation or whatever the hell we're talking about. So I think that'll be fun if we, especially if we get some, I, I'm hoping for like people that we wouldn't expect that like watch and maybe don't ever comment, but yeah. they're like yep. jumping in. Yeah. Feet first. So there's my headline for that, that I forgot to put up. There it is. Open invitation. And uh, we're also, I'm also thinking too, like a little bit of a year in review where we'll kind of talk about yeah. stuff we did on different shows and, and uh, pros and cons. I mean, we can, we can make this like a board meeting uh, for yeah. listeners to say what they want to see more of, less of, whatever. Yeah. So let's get to it. Uh, opening segment, couple things we're going to discuss here. Uh, obviously we have the fan rant and waiting and another jam packed things that sting. There's like, four or five arrests that we're going to get to talk about. Um, but let's get to the head coaches. So nine spots were available. They are now all full. Technically, uh, the Vikings spot is not agreed to terms, but yeah. like, it, or they have agreed to terms or something. He's not, can't be announced until after the Rams are done, which uh, obviously they're playing Sunday. So that one can't, but we'll get to the Vikings here in a minute, but nine spots. Uh, nine coaches, Bears, Matt Eberfluss. Is that how you say his last name? I have no idea, honestly. Um, all I know is Colts had a pretty good defense there for a little bit, so might be an okay hire. And the Bears, yeah, the Bears, what Nagy was more of an offensive guy, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. He's former Colts D.C., uh, Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator, also former Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. So I actually experienced that guy a little bit. Um, I, I think that's a pretty blatant move to try and entice Rodgers to want to come there. It's possible. Uh, I mean, I just don't, you know, you mean, the, the, you mean the guy who, uh, Everybody wants to talk shit on, but then they want him on his team. Oh no, that's James Garoppolo. That's your you're you're incorrect about that. We Who talked, wants I, 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 I commented back to you on the post. It yeah, and I told Brazzer, you Brazzers likes Brazzer, winning. 
Austin Bros wants Jimmy Garoppolo. No NFL teams yeah. do. Yeah, because NFL teams don't like winning. Brian Flores has basically outed that to us. So they're going to say, wow, we don't want Jimmy. I can understand it. You know, you're you're used to I would losing say so long. He'd be a great bridge quarterback for a team that was looking to pay their coach to lose games. Just oh, let him geez. throw let him throw 40 times. All he does times. is win. All he that's does because, is win. That's because, they, that's because they hide eight, him. Eight, eight and twenty-eight. They couldn't they couldn't Listen, hide Nick. I'm gonna, share, I'm gonna share with the world uh what Sketty said to me in a text message today where he made it a uh What's the word I'm looking for? Implication that Jimmy G's better than Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, how many Super Bowls has Josh Allen been to? I mean, Jimmy G has a ring. <laughs> Jimmy G also has a ring. I was just it's talking just, about that. It's, <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just unfortunate that the one he actually played in, he didn't get a ring. Well, hey, at least he played in one, bud. He's, he's right, only played two full seasons. He's only played two full seasons, and he went to two NFC Championship games. Well, yeah. if that's the case, if that's the case, then then I would say Jim Kelly's up there in the top three of all time, right? If just getting to a Super Bowl means you're the best, Jim, Jim Kelly's a heck of a quarterback. He's he's better than a lot of quarterbacks. He is. He I'm must be. He's better, been better in. He's been in. Played in four Super Bowls. Well, one of them was his idiot kicker's fault. Poor Scott. <laughs> He's been forgiven. Didn't you watch the four falls actually, of Buffalo? He's been forgiven. I, I was actually watching a thing about uh, Vanderjat the other day and the miss that he had against the Steelers when, you know, Ben uh, ran down, I think it was like Nick Harper. And Vanderjack just like the one comment made in the video was, well, at least Norwood only missed his wide right by like a foot. Vanderjack was like not even close. It was a straight shank. It looked like you on number eight at the club. Just shank straight into the woods. Number eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could be aiming OB left, and I would still put it in the woods on the right on that hole. It's it's a it's a popular spot. I find a lot of Pro V1s in there though. Oh yeah, that's a great place to go walking. That's great a honey place. hole. Yeah, if you if you yes, want to go for a stroll in the woods on a slow day at the club, you can pull a whole fucking box of balls out of that place. Yes, you for can. Sure. Yes, you can. Uh, anyway, where are we at? Texans, Lovey Smith. This yeah. one I find very interesting because Texans, uh, tech, he was the D coordinator, so he's just getting a promotion. Uh, had a, had a lot of success with the Bears. I mean, he yeah. was the coach of the year uh, with yep. the Bears. He. Had a Super Bowl appearance in which they lost, but he was there. Yep. Then he goes to the Bucks, where he puts up an eight and twenty-four record. Then he goes to Illinois. He's heading backwards. He goes into the Big Ten. Uh, coaches Illinois seventeen and thirty-nine, uh, and then back to you know coordinating in the NFL and now getting another shot at, at head coach. So it'll be really fascinating to watch that one because. Uh, I always kind of liked Lovey Smith, honestly. Yeah, and uh, I like him even more now because he's got a giant gray beard and he just kind of looks yes, like he a does. he looks like a badass. So I, I I hope he does well there. I mean, uh, that that franchise is just all fucked up, anyways. 
Yep. So, but at least he like, you know, he has the been in the locker room, knows the guys. So maybe he can get something going there. And uh, if Mills Mafia pans out, then he's got himself a little quarterback. That is if uh, Deshaun's not on Mean Machine here too yep. long. But, and uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, so that's a good one to keep an eye on for sure, just because there's been success at the NFL level and there's been a huge failure at the NFL level. So he's seen the, the, both sides, you know, of the spectrum about as far each way as you could go. Um, Jags, Doug Peterson. This is probably the one that everybody's uh, the most thrilled with, I think, from what I've read. I I think it's the worst hire. You worst, do? Worst hire. Absolutely terrible. Let's absolutely hear this. terrible hire. This, I sense a flaming hot take coming from your mouth right well, now. All right. So first off, what are you going to say? Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl. Well, Frank Reich helped him out big time, big time on that. And then the guy completely fell apart. I think he's a dog shit coach. That whole, we're going to put in Nate Sudfeld when we're up in week, whatever it was, 16 then. They were playing, who are they playing? The division game. Yeah, it was a division game. And if they would have won, it would have put the Giants. Yeah, they would have put the Giants in the playoffs. I think they laid they they laid they laid down and Washington got in because yeah 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 they 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 laid down which to me is just the biggest bitch move ever and you're telling me oh we had to see what we had in Nate Sudfeld come on man come on (laughs) like I just I forgot about that players don't take him serious it's just it's a typical Jacksonville thing keep the losing coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Uh, I mean, the, the Super Bowl run and Week was Seventeen just, game. Yeah, well, and the Super the Super Bowl run was was just purely because Carson Wentz looked like an MVP for a year, which Frank Wright, I don't know what kind of magic whispering he was doing to make that guy look good, but goes down with the injury, and then Nick Foles has this amazing run. Like, yeah, it it was a fluke. Guy's a fluke. I mean, I could get on board with that being a fluke playoff run for sure because Nick Foles has never been good anywhere. Yeah. I mean, anywhere. Exactly. Yep. Carson Wentz hasn't been good anywhere. That's Yeah, that is true also. I mean, one one year where he was in the MVP talks. He was good that year, but I just uh, think it's – Peterson is the only one from what I could tell is who was unemployed up until he got this head coaching yep. job. Uh, we have uh, Josh McDaniel going to Las Vegas. Uh, and he has not bailed on them yet. So uh, don't, don't love this hire either, but I don't either. Uh, I was just waiting. I, I wanted him to pull Colts again. Where he got the job, <laughs> just, started started assembling a staff, and then left. A uh, couple comments from Terry. He says Peterson has a Super Bowl. So does Trent Dilfer. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Brad Johnson, That's, remember that guy? Yeah, Brad Johnson. Yep, yep. He is a Brad Super Bowl. Johnson. Yep. All right. So uh, yeah, I'm with you though, Josh McDaniel. I don't love the, don't love that hire. I think he's a, another one of. Uh, Belichick's guys who without Belichick doesn't really have it. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins hire allegedly Mike McDaniel. I would argue that he actually hired my cousin. They hired my cousin-in-law Phil. <laughs> so that, that's I'm not going to tell you which one's Phil. 
you can figure it out. If you can figure it out, you can figure it out. But if, uh, if you would have cropped out a little more of the SF on McDaniel's shirt, I don't think people would be able to tell. That's true. There'd I did give it away, didn't people. I? There'd be three people out there that could tell you which one's the NFL coach. Right. So I text Phil right away because I was not sure if he just wasn't telling us. And I called him an idiot because now he has to coach against uh, Josh Allen twice a year, which nobody wants to do that. And yeah. Phil corrected me and said, no, actually, Allen has to play against my team twice a year. So <laughs> I, I'm still not sold that uh, that it's not Phil who's coaching that team. But I just couldn't get over how much those two. When I saw that dude initially, I was like, well, Phil? <laughs> No, no offense to Phil, but I don't. I don't think this is a very good hire for the Dolphins. I <laughs> yeah, just, I don't. I, 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 mean, Shanahan runs that offense there. He does everything. Maybe McDaniel learns something from him. It's possible, but like when I look at the dude, I just think to myself, how is any serious football player going to handle this guy? Like getting in their face, saying, you know, hey Waddle, get out there and make that play, and he's going to go. Get the fuck out of here, you little dweeb. Do you, th like, do you think they don't do that anymore, though? You're not yeah, allowed to do true. that anymore. That's true. You're not allowed that's to get true. in players. You get in players' faces, you get Urban mired. Yeah, that's you get, true. Like, you that's get accused true. of kicking people, and, you know, you just have to keep your – everything's socially distanced, and coaches just got to be careful with that stuff now, or they'll be fired in a heartbeat. But, I, I no, really, I, 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 I agree. I, I know what you're saying, though. Like, it – Lovey Smith. Yeah. I look at Lovey Smith. Yeah. Football guy. This guy, I've probably like rolled him up on Call of Duty, Hardcore Kill yeah. Confirmed a couple times. That's kind of what exactly. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great because the Niners get two third round picks. God bless. Because he, bless and this is, a for, this is a quote from Adam Schefter. Uh, because McDa Mike McDaniel identifies as biracial. So he didn't, and that was the comments I was loving because people were like, wouldn't he just be biracial then? Like he doesn't have yeah, he, to he, identify he, that he way. Is. That's literally what he is. He, he is. Yeah, he is. I, I didn't get the full story, but I remember like, I was like, I had no idea. I thought he was just chalk white. Like I was upset when they hired him away. I'm like, yeah, great. But yeah, two third round picks. We'll, we'll take it. That's an amazing rule. Uh, At, Vikings, Kevin O'Connor. Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just say hopefully that you know you might see you might see him make Waddle try and do a little bit of Debo action with him, but you know it, maybe they bring something in, uh, interesting and wrinkle to that offense. You know he they could make it work with Garoppolo. You'd assume they could make it work with you know Tua. Uh, Vikings. Yep. Kevin O'Connell. Like I said, they can't announce him yet. Uh, he's still coordinating this coming weekend. Uh, so that was the going to be possibly a Harbaugh job. And now it's come out that Harbaugh has said he's not, uh, he's not taking anything uh, NFL wise ever. Now this was his kind of like last look at it. Yeah. I mean, if the Rams come out and score three points again in the Super Bowl, maybe they, they call Harbaugh back and say, Hey, here's some more money. Please come. We don't want this ball. <laughs> you never know. You never know. They have scored three points in a Super Bowl before. Recently. Yeah, it was not that long ago. Uh, Saints, Dennis Allen. I think this was the one a lot of people were, like, scratching their heads at, too. 
Uh, he's had a stint in the NFL, but it was uh, last coach 2014. He went eight and 24 with the Raiders and was fired. Um, so he earns somehow the spot. Uh, I don't know if it's because he did have prior employment with them as well. I don't know when the he last was time was. Was he this I think year? He was their defensive coordinator. That's unless I misunderstood something. The way I read it was he was the defensive coordinator, and they basically just promoted him to head coach. Okay, your defense has been pretty good. That that would make sense if that's the case. But yeah, that one kind of just came out of nowhere. I felt. And last but lot, go ahead. No, that's that's all I was gonna say. I I didn't hear you know, never heard the name mentioned. Uh, last but not least. Probably the best hire of all of these coaches, Brian Dable, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, built Josh Allen into an absolute unit. You haven't. I actually you really, you, I, you I haven't really like this hire. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I actually. I, I mean, I was. Being, this is the one. I, hire I, too, but I was kind of being like a smart ass at the same time. No, uh, this is this is actually. Uh, the one hire that I think follows a rule I personally would follow if I was an NFL owner is you don't want uh, like McDermott's a defensive coach. So you don't want his defensive coordinator. They have a hell of an offense. I want his offensive coordinator because you know, he's not doing anything like the jets. When they hired Salah, I think that Salah built that defense. That's a good hire. McDaniel. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Dable and Buffalo. I know that there are a lot of people who disagree with that. And I, I honestly, number wise, I don't see how they've played. They've played so well offensively the last two years. He's really helped develop Allen. And it's a huge question mark as to what they're going to do at quarterback at New York, because there's a lot of people who think this guy could turn Daniel Jones into an effective passer. Um, yep. I guess we will see, but the pipeline from uh, the Bills to the Giants has begun because there's already a couple coaches who followed uh, some uh, players who uh, I, I I can't remember if they're like futures deals or what. I think Davis Webb, who's uh, Buffalo's backup quarterback to Mitch Trubisky, so he'd be third string. Uh, I believe he went. Uh, he was on the practice squad or whatever, but. That that uh, I'm already seeing what I what I witnessed for the last three four years in Buffalo and Carolina, because uh, you know Bean and McDermott both coming from Carolina, the pipeline of players that came to Buffalo from Carolina has just been it's got to be in the double digits. Uh, so I expect to see something similar go on with Buffalo and and New York. What I'm hoping is that uh, they may. Give us a little discount on a trade for old Saquon, because I would like to see him. I'd like to see him in a new, uh, you know, just a new yeah. atmosphere and a fresh start. I think that's something he could definitely use because that's that kid has way too much talent to to be having the the production and season. I mean, of course, injuries have played a part in that, but um, I think a fresh start would be good for him. Yep. So I I hope that that's in Southwest New York. Moon says, uh, yeah, Zach Taylor was the OC during the three-point performance. I think what Sketty was insinuating is that if O'Connell mimics that in the, in the big game, 
he may well i mean i guess to paul's point though it's still got zach taylor a job and he's right back sure. there again sure sure sounds like history is about to repeat itself to me <laughs> all right uh we're gonna move on here i think it's about the last thing we have to uh discuss sketty it's gonna educate us a little bit on some golf drama yeah so if you follow golf at all it was a big topic this week because there was the um, Pro-Am at Pebble Beach and some of the big names were absent. They got waivers to go over and play the Saudi Invitational, um, which was first played in 2019 on the European Tour. And then there was talk about this. Uh, the first one I could find is the Premier Golf League. So what this league would be was they would pay golfers, whatever, $30 million to sign on with the league. They'd come play with them. It'd be like an 18-tournament schedule across the world. There was like 10 events in the U.S., uh, a couple in Europe, a couple in the Middle East, a couple in Asia. The difference in this is instead of playing 72-hole tournaments, they would be playing 54-hole tournaments. There would be a team aspect to it and an individual aspect to it. So basically what it boils down to is – there might be this new league coming. It's been talked about for years, backed by Saudi money, where they're going to try and pry some of these top golfers away from the PGA. Now, the PGA is staunchly against this. They've already said anybody who leaves to go play on this tour would be banned from the PGA and the European tour. There's a partnership between them now. They would be banned from, from uh, ever – it doesn't say ever again, but you would not be allowed to come play majors. You wouldn't be able to come play tournaments, uh, anything of that sort. So, so it's again, not, with the Saudi, it's not a life ban. It's not a life ban, though. It's a censor. So much census at league isn't real yet. There is not a lot of specifics to it. They didn't specifically say a lifetime ban, but it, they did say we would ban you from the tour if you go over there and play. Okay. Or so they can't. They can't. They can't go play in that league and then come back for the Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either um, with us or you're not. Exactly. That's their way to combat this because, again, they're offering big money or allegedly offering big money. Um, the rumor was that DeChambeau was offered like 135 million. He denies that that was the case. But just for comparison. Tiger Woods' career earnings on the tour, and this is just golf earnings, not a sponsorships, $124 million. So if you're going to give Bryson $135 just to sign up and play, what's he do? Right. Now, on top of the money that they would get paid, they would also be playing for each one of these 18 tournaments or whatever it would end up being. There would be a $20 million purse. I think the biggest purse on tour right now is the players, and that's like $15 million, roughly. Uh, so basically they're playing for a lot more money. The fields would be a lot smaller. Uh, again, I'm going off the premier golf league. This is just a rumored thing to be happening. There's nothing set in stone, uh, but there'd be like fields of 48 guys. So you're guaranteed to make the cut, you know, last place is guaranteed 150 grand on top of the money you're already making. Um, some of the big names, Rory's said that he's staunchly against this. Brooks said that he doesn't want any part of it. Tiger's not in. But Phil, he's kind of entertained it. He's kind of said this is interesting, um, and so is Dustin Johnson. He's kind of said, you know, if they put this thing together and the money's right, we might look into this. Um, so 
the reason I brought this up to you is because I had a discussion with Craig and, and uh, Hank. Will someone leave to go play in this thing? Like, what would you do if you're these guys? You make John Rahm's the number 44 player. I'm sorry. John Rahm's the number one player in the world right now. He's 44 in career earnings on the PGA Tour at $31 million. So if someone calls you and says, hey, we're going to give you $30 million. You're going to play for up to $4 million a week. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. that's a lot of money. You know, I'm thinking personally, you know, if you're a Dustin Johnson and you're kind of on the way out of your career, you're kind of in the twilight of it or Phil, if they're going to give you again, 30, 40, $50 million just to come play 18 tournaments. Why are you not doing it? Cause you're playing for more money on top of that. Yeah, you know, Phil's not going to win. I mean, financially, financially, majors. it definitely makes sense. My my question is, where is this coming from? Like, what's what's the the angle from Saudi Arabia that they're so interested in in uh, getting this together? So, what the speculation is that Saudi's putting money behind it because they have the whole bad reputation with that whatever the reporter that was killed. They're trying to. I think the quote I saw was sports wash all the evil shit that they're doing over there. So, again, it just it's kind of a, a PR stunt, basically, is what it is. Which but is they, they, that's a bad country, two, like they. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That which is uh, one of the points like, that Rory made. Like, where's your money coming from? Is it worth it for you to go play for blood money? Yeah. Yeah, and like I was talking uh, with Tim, neighbor Tim, right, right before we went on, and that was one of the points he made when I was talking about that is. He said he hasn't looked too much into it, which I hadn't either. I was waiting yeah. for you to educate me. Uh, and he said uh, that I think a lot of the issue people are taking with this is because so like the the percentage of dirt poor people in that country is oh yeah huge. And you're so you're either there's really like no middle class. You're either loaded rich or you're you have nothing. And uh I think that was what Tim said was kind of like one of the the beasts he saw with it is that he he believed that uh, people are taking issue with it for that reason. And uh, these rich, you know, the rich are just pushing this money together to get all this talent yep. over there. Um, yep. So, yeah, we'll have to did they do they have like a potential launch date or anything that they're I, I've seen. So the thing about this is the premier golf league was the first one that that was like a year ago. That was the one kitchen steam. Rory said that they've been talking to him about it since 2014. A couple articles I found tonight. said they initially were planning on starting tournaments this year. Um, another article I said, they're planning on starting tournaments in 2023, but the thing is nobody's been signed. No manufacturers have, have signed on to do this. Um, Although I did see Lee Westwood, and I feel like there was one more, and I didn't write his name down, but they have NDAs. They can't discuss this. So they've signed some sort of non-disclosure agreement with this league that says they can't talk about it. And Lee Westwood's so, one of the people that said, at my age, if you, if you offer me, you know, $50 million to come play, I'm going. I don't need to play, you know, I don't need to do Ryder Cups. I don't need to do majors. Um, but the question is, what's the PGA do? in response to this because they can't sure. come up with the kind of money the Saudi government could put behind it. Right. 
Yeah. You know, it, I just they're going to have to come up with lost, something if, something awfully enticing if they're going to keep keep all the guys around. But sounds like it, a good it, chunk exactly, of them aren't yeah. even entertaining it anyways. I mean, uh, the PGA yeah, well, is always it's been... hard. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. PGA is an institution. You're not going against that. But like John Rahm said that, you know, I told my agents I don't want to hear anything about it until there's actually something on paper and this thing is put together. So I think if they get to a point where this thing is a little more real, we might see some people jump ship. Right. So it's just just something interesting to kind of keep your eye on for the future. Might happen. Maybe we see something this fall. Uh, that was the initial thing. They said after the FedEx Cup this fall, they would start, you know, trying to get things a little more together. So Well, uh, this story is your baby. I, I will so you, make sure I'm following it. You will be responsible does, for keeping us all up to speed it, on what is happening in Saudi it, it Arabia. Does seem golf. To disappear for, it does seem to disappear for months at a time. So we'll see. <laughs> all right. Uh, one last thing before we close out opening. Uh, I did just want to give, you might've seen the posts I put up on the page. I did just want to give a quick shout out to justice green and Ben white. Uh, for making uh, getting invitations to the Big 30 All-Star Classic. Uh, that game actually, and I've only ever been to it once, and when I went, uh, it was when Sean Wilson, who I, I think was a year ahead of me, maybe two, but uh, Sean, Sean went to the got invited and played in the game and laid one of the biggest hits on a dude from New York that I think I've ever seen in my life in person. I think it was on a punt return. I don't know. I'd have to I have to ask him to get the full story, but I just remember uh him he was I think he was the gunner and he ran down and just absolutely lit a kid up. Uh that was my only memory. And and besides that, uh if people go way back, uh the one kind of big meaning to to me personally that the big 30 game has is uh in 98 when my cousin Ryan who was a senior in high school at Eisenhower. He was elected to go yep. play in that game and uh, passed away in a car crash on the way uh, back from a practice because yep. they satellited the practices so that each school hosted one and it was fair driving for everybody. And um, Ryan, unfortunately, passed away in a crash prior to the game. And they actually painted his number six in the end zones for the for that year, just, at, you know, in his memory. So it was mm -hmm. pretty cool. So, I don't. I mean, I don't follow that game incredibly closely, but it does have a little bit of, uh, you know, meaning to me just because of that. And so it's cool that a couple of Warren kids that I do know, uh, Ben, who I played basketball with a couple of times, he might be the fastest kid I've ever seen, and then Justice, uh, obviously District Attorney Rob Green's son. So just wanted to give them a quick shout out, and uh, as we wrap up closing, or I'm sorry, as we wrap up opening. Napoli's never shy away from them for Pizza Hut. You will be so fucking disappointed yeah. <laughs> uh, that because I, I did that and I will. I'm never doing it again. It's it's just never going to happen. Yep. So, opening segment brought to you by Napoli's. Hungry watching the game? Call Napoli's. It's eight one four seven two three seven four five five seven days a week, eleven a.m. to ten p.m. You missed them for National Pizza Day, but luckily they are open all year long. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with This Week in Sports History. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's Pizza. Order the best pizza in the Times Observer. Reader's Choice every year. 
Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, yourdailylocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to yourdailylocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. All right. Five fast ones. Ready, Scotty? Mm-hmm. 1958, 21 dead in an air crash at Munich Airport. Eight players and three staff were from Manchester United Soccer Club. It says football. It's soccer, though. Yeah. 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 But still an unfortunate event in 1958. Number two, 1969, Diane Crump. No related to Don Crump. No relation. (laughs) <laughs> becomes the first woman jockey at a major U.S. racetrack. Uh, have you ever seen jockeys like up close? In uh, not up close, but I know they are tiny, tiny humans. When I worked at Doc Holliday's in Erie, uh, all the mm-hmm. jockeys would come over from Presque Isle, and some of those dudes could barely see over the bar top. It is amazing. Oh yeah, how they, well, they are extremely little. Yeah, you get the tiniest human you can. You want the horse to go faster. Right, which to me makes sense why they, you know, they should have had women doing it before. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yep. good on Diane Crump. No relation to Don Crump, Donald Crump, uh, barrier breaker, Diane. Number three, golfing on the moon. Where's this at? American astronaut Alan Shepard is the first person to hit a golf ball on the moon. Uh, bonus fact, Mike Crosley is the first person I've ever seen hit a golf ball to the moon. Witness that in person. You froze up. Are you back? I'm back. Yeah. My, I had been running the hotspot off my phone and it said that I used up my hotspot allowance. So we're, we're on the regular Wi-Fi now. You're still on a, you're still on a data plan. It's 2022. Well, no, limited. No, I have unlimited, but you can only use the hotspot for so much. I've been That's using bullshit. the hotspot for every show. That's did what you I'm get saying. to hear? Did you even hear number three or no? Well, I heard golfing on the moon. So yeah, Neil Armstrong, moon landing. No, Alan Shepard. You know oh, Alan, Alan Shepard. Forgive me. Yeah, Alan hit the first golf ball on the moon, and I said bonus okay, fact: yep. Mike Crosley is the first person I ever saw hit a golf ball to the moon. 
<laughs> he does hit piss missiles. That's an absolute yeah. fact. Into orbit. Yes. Number four, 1989, tennis star Bjorn Borg apparently attempts suicide in Milan. So this is, according to Borg, uh, bullshit. But basically what happened was he got he fell ill to food poisoning very, very bad. He took two sleeping pills uh, because he wanted to go to bed because he felt like shit and woke up in a hospital getting his stomach pumped. So okay. the, the media ran with this as a suicide attempt because just prior to this incident, like a bunch of shit went south for him. Like he started sucking at tennis, some fair, failed relationship kind of things. So they all like the media ran with this as a suicide attempt and he just kind of never really released a statement. So everybody just always thought that. And it wasn't until uh, later that he came out and was like, no, <laughs> didn't. I was just yeah. sick. I wanted to fucking go to bed. This one's for you, my friend. 1981 to 1988, Scott Hamilton and Brian Boitano just dominate the U.S. Male Figure Skating Championships. I know you were a huge fan of the sport, uh, specifically Brian Boitano. What and would Brian Boitano do if he were if here he right was now? Here, if he was here right now. <laughs> I'm sure he'd, he'd probably, get an ass or two. That's what Brian Boitano would do. <laughs> Damn I follow right. you. I follow you. All right. All right. All right, that's it for uh, Sports History, brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. We'll be right back with the things that sting. Hungry? Watching the game? Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814 814- Two three zero nine five four eight, and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control eight one four two three zero nine five four eight. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's East Side. Their garage at eight hundred Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814-723-7191, extension 2. It's now time for the things that sting, the worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Did you notice that I started the wrong commercial? Uh, I did. Well, I'm a mediocre podcaster and a terrible producer. (laughs) Not, not great. It happens. It happens. It does happen. Yeah. 
If we had, you know, maybe one day we'll have well, a producer. This is this is live TV. What do you expect? Yeah, there's going to be mistakes. Uh, Janet yeah. Jackson last weekend yeah. in sports history. Uh, yep. Nipple, nipple out. They weren't planning for that. Sometimes you got to exactly uh, adapt. APO. That's what Josh Allen always says. APO. Adapt, persevere, overcome. That's right. And that's our mantra. Old business we're starting out with. Trevor Bauer will not face charges. The sexual assault charges uh, were uh, accused by a San Diego woman. The ruling concludes a five-month review uh, where the DA's office considered and rejected uh, charges, filing charges on Bauer for sexual assault. In a statement from the district attorney's office, a review of all the available evidence, they were unable to prove the relevant charges beyond a reasonable doubt, which is what you need in a criminal court. Uh, Bauer did respond with a seven-minute video uh, going on and on about his evidence. So we kind of followed that one the whole way through uh, from start to finish. So that's another one we can uh, close closed out Yep. for uh, the things that sting. So that's our only old business from today. Uh, this one here, we got Alvin Kamara that everybody's aware of what took place. Uh, I did have some times mixed up in what I thought took how this happened because a lot of people said that it happened, or at least I thought they did. Maybe I, maybe they never did, but I thought it happened after the game, after the Pro Bowl. From what I understood, it was the night before the Pro it, Bowl. It was rested him six thirty in the morning. Oh, okay, see, I didn't realize it was that Saturday. Early. Saturday morning, six thirty. So he went out Friday night. Yep, and was out, you know, till and this took place at six thirty in the morning. Uh, Kamara Wait, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Okay, so this is a whole like yeah day and a half before the pro. Okay, correct. Right. Correct. And and the police were asked why it took so long, why they allowed him to play in the game, and yep. they said it was because of delayed reporting. Uh, this guy, the victim, was hospitalized, obviously uh, with fractures, uh, orbital fracture, and other injuries. Um, the video shows Alvin Kamara, which the video hasn't been released. So this is what the police are saying they observe in the video. It's so it shows, uh, Kamara punching the victim repeatedly before others who are with Kamara stomp the man while he's on the floor. Uh, when questioned by police, Kamara told them that he did throw a couple punches. Uh, they dispute that where they say, no, <laughs> it was more than a couple. Yeah. Um, so what the video shows, though, is that uh, an elevator opens. These uh, Kamara and his crew uh, step to the elevator where the guy, uh, they you can see that they're in each other's faces. Kamara puts his hand on the guy's chest. The guy pushes his hand away, and then it's, you know, the fight is on. Uh, so from what I read today, as far as Kamara and Kamara's crew consisted of his assistant, his girlfriend, and another guy who I don't recall what they said he was, uh, what his association was, but uh, there's more arrests coming from that. And so some of those other guys are actually going to be facing some charges also. He was charged with one felony, uh, one felony count of battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. He was bailed out of the Clark County Jail. His next appearance is on March 8th. I actually have a photo of the victim here that I'm about to put up. And I don't know uh, 
you know, sometimes when there's like gory stuff on Facebook, they like block it out. So I don't know if we're like going to get kicked off. We're, we're going to get canceled on Facebook and YouTube. We, yeah, we it's might. So I'm putting that yeah, up here though. Bad. No, broken orbital. Uh, yeah, you got pretty dinged up. Yeah, that's that looks like more than a couple punches. Yeah, yeah. I would. I, th- I think that Kamara's statement is, yeah, it doesn't sound great. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so again, I don't know if that's going to get us kicked off Facebook forever because I didn't know they like censor sh- a bunch of shit. So if we never see you guys again, uh, Alvin Kamara's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, March 8th, he's scheduled to be in court to answer to his charges. So uh, moving on, Jeremy Giambi, dead at 47 at his parents' home in Southern California. Not a lot of information on this, but officials have told TMZ that it is a suspected suicide. Hmm. So that's, that's I, I wondered. Uh, I think I sent to you that he passed did. away, and I, yeah. I did not. Again, no details were given. Just uh, at the parents' home, and that was it. That's all I saw. Yeah, yeah, the the news about it being a potential suicide came out today. Okay, so. Uh, still not a lot on it, like I said, but everybody remembers Jeremy Giambi, brother of Jason. Uh, he was, uh, featured, uh, in the movie Moneyball as part of that analytic built squad analytics. So all circles back. So unfortunate though. I'm 47 is young. Yes. Mac Eddie in. UCLA redshirt freshman cited by University of Arizona police after allegedly spitting on fans following a 76-66 loss to the Wildcats. Uh, He's sitting out the season with a torn knee ligament. However, he is traveling with the team. Uh, And video surfaced that this happened not just once, actually, but twice while they were going into the locker room at halftime and following the game. And it's multiple videos from the fans from the stadium or uh, the um, broadcast actually caught it. So he's facing a misdemeanor assault charge for that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw the video. Um, not cool, but definitely wasn't, uh, wasn't unprovoked. No. Oh, they were talking mad shit they, to him. They, they were like over the railing. Yeah. Go and back to I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, I, I, I heard saying, the, but... the one video I saw. He they were screaming, "Go back to L.A." Okay, and that would have been following the loss, not at halftime. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely yeah. Uh, cocks back and you know does exactly what they're accusing him of. Yeah. So yep, and, and it is a charge. I mean, that is a communicable, especially now that I. I <laughs> I have, yeah. a feeling we're gonna, I have a feeling we're going to see that charge like become actually Attempt, even more serious. Attempted <laughs> homicide. That's what it'll be. You watch. Attempted homicide. I fucking wouldn't be surprised. Uh, another arrest we have here. Pete Golding, the Bama defensive coordinator, uh, gets a DUI in Northport, or I'm sorry, Tuscaloosa County, Northport Poli- Police Department, uh, take him to jail overnight on a DUI charge. This was my favorite part about this entire arrest. Cause tell me how many times I've been able to say this after we talk about somebody getting arrested. Okay. Pete Golding released a statement saying he's deeply sorry for his actions that led to his arrest. And that regardless of the outcome, 
I did not uphold the values I have for myself or the values of Alabama football. It is now my responsibility to earn back the trust of all the people who I've failed. I feel like there's just a like form statement that they give all these people now. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> no, never. No, it's fucking you. No, I haven't. I'm being serious. The the one I usually hear is these charges are incorrect and oh, my client well, yeah. will approve, blah, blah, blah. And like this guy just legitimately took it on the chin. Like I fucked up. I, you know, I, and, and I let a lot of people down and I'm going to do what I can to fix it. Well, okay. So that's fair. That's fair. There are a lot of people when they're denying it, that's what they go with. Anytime people are admitting guilt, that's what it is. I didn't uphold my values. I didn't uphold the organization's values. Right. Doesn't happen as just often, I suppose. Yeah. Not even close to as often. I read that. I about fell out of my goddamn chair. I didn't know. Like, <laughs> these guys don't ever yep. hold themselves accountable. So it was pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> I like Kyler Murray. You like that one? I love it. So Kyler Murray, uh, and this goes into things that sting because I just think this is like a total fucking douche move. Uh, I'm unhappy with my organization. Yep. Uh, I'm going to remove all of them from my Twitter account and unfollow them. And this is just like, to me, like drama yeah. that... Go ahead. It's an A-B move. It's an A-B move. This is an A-B move. Your, you don't want to see this from your quarterback. Well, I think it's a stretch calling him a quarterback to begin with. Uh, but I just, this is just ridiculous. I, I can't stand when these guys do this. Like how, and then, you know what? Trey white did this once with the bills. Yeah. And that, that'll always be in the back of my head when it comes to that guy. I love Trey white, great football player. But when you get all pissy and you remove all like your bio, you remove them, you unfollow the team you change your profile picture. Like, it's just, it's stupid to me. You're under contract. That's your employer. If you're going to put them in there to begin with, then like, maybe, just, maybe he's trying to get, get them to get rid of Cliff. Maybe, maybe this isn't an, I want out. Maybe it's like, Hey, get me a I guy want, who can actually coach football in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, if the Cardinals were smart, they would keep Kingsbury until week eight. <laughs> shit can him before the bike. Have, so, have, yeah. have somebody great lined up. Yep. And as soon as you get to week eight, can Kingsbury, you're probably going to be six and two, seven and one. Yep. You know, you're going to, and then yep. you got somebody fresh coming in who knows their shit and they can carry you through the rest of the season. That team would yep. be the one, they'd be the one seed in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. uh Murray, not a fan. I don't like that shit. I think it's stupid. I I personally hope he fucking leaves the division. That'd be great. Get him out of there. Who, Maybe. Murray? Yeah. Get him out of there. Well, I can tell you place. right now, there can't be too many quarterbacks who are, like, from the NFC. Like, you have Rodgers, Wilson, Murray. Like, there can't be too many of them who are, like, looking to go to the AFC. No. No. If you're, yeah, you don't want to be traded there. You're not going to go sign there. Uh, I personally fucking love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Well, Send yeah. Ship them all to the AFC. Trey, let, Trey them, Lance, let them beat each other. Trey up. Lance plays mediocre next year. He's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. 
Trey Lance right now, the way he played this year, might be a top five quarterback in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he does that next year, there's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of competition <laughs> out there. No, not at so, all. Uh, one comment to get you. Oh, Terry says he's going to unfollow his COD teammate. That's me. Oh, no, well, no. take me out of your bio too, Terry. <laughs> Make sure you do it right. You have to hit every benchmark. <laughs> Put the green light in there. All right. We are heading to my hive, right? Yeah. Got to get the boys in here. Uh, yeah. Jones Pest Control. And spiders, bees, or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Proudly sponsoring the things that sting almost since its existence. Good on them. We appreciate Sean and crew uh, for for helping us out. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to get Miles Dalton in here and Moon Stafford and let them two go at it. Be right with you. Wait.
Blue Line Auto, located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes, rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this Hi, is Ryan Klein, is Ryan the host Klein. of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Ryan podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My High, Joe's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Easton Warren. Miles Dalton, who day? Moon, welcome both you guys. Who day, brother? Miles, Moon. a pleasure to see you. Moon, fuck off. Absolutely. Team Absolutely. Loving the shirts. You might, want, you might wonder why I'm wearing this, and I, I got an answer for you, okay? Because it's smooth <laughs> sailing for the Rams to win another world championship, okay? Planets. <laughs> this That's a fantastic outfit you have on. <laughs> you old sailor, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we have uh, Sketty, who said he needed time in between these segments. Now I see why he bought himself a Team Burrow shirt. Holy shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> he didn't get an so, actual Bengals shirt. Closest we could get. Closest. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, you, you did good. Um, so let's get rolling. Uh, now I know it's at the Rams stadium. Uh, hopefully they have more people show up to the game in support of them than they did to their uh, stupid little pep rally that they held. Uh, did you guys happen to catch that? The 2000 people who showed up to, to that moon. Did you go? No, no. I... We, we, we had half the fan base on the podcast last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Not, it's a good point. Uh, so the Bengals have been appointed home team though, because it alternates from my understanding year to year. Uh, so moon, you're going to be up first. Give us your, uh, your take on why the Rams ship is going to sail to another championship. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, whether it was Zach Taylor's fault or whether it was Sean McVay's fault a couple years ago, 
who cares? It's water under the proverbial bridge, as the captain would say. But we're really <laughs> going to get to see whose fault it was. Was it Zach Taylor or was it McVeigh being shell-shocked and starstruck going up against uh, Belichick, which the same could be said, uh, Taylor going up against his old boss. So I think that's, uh, that's going to be a big deal. And I really think it doesn't come down to the Rams' offense. I think it comes down to the Rams' defense. And whether that's Jalen Ramsey putting up and shutting up, Aaron Donald showing the whole world why he's the best, uh, one way or the other, I think it's, I think it's going to come down to the Rams' defense. And there's going to be some interesting, you know, they've been putting everybody up against everybody, some pick'ems, and, and you know, who's going to be that difference maker? Is it going to be... OBJ or is it going to be Jefferson having having that big game? And the same can be said, I think, for for the Bengals. Is it going to be Boyd or is it going to be Higgins? And and you know, to to Zach Taylor's credit, I really like after Uzama got hurt, uh, what he did with with Higgins in the second half of that game. And uh, oh wait, I got more. <laughs> Miles. Good to see you, by the way. Did you hear what I called you earlier in the opening segment? Uh, no, no, I didn't hear that. I heard the I heard the uh, Miles Dalton call. Well, in the opening segment, you were gigantic fucking Andy Dalton. <laughs> hey, the gyms are back open, so I I seen your pictures. I see I seen your pictures. You're hitting it, hitting it hard. I I'm telling you, keep on track. Next year, you'll be protecting Joe Burrow because they could use all the help on that offensive line that they could find. So I think you'd be. You'd be in good shape to get down there and get yourself a tryout. I'll take it, brother. I'll Miles, it. tell us why the Bengals are going to beat the shit out of the Rams on Sunday. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny that, like, you know, uh, Moon has, like, a, you know, like a, a naval theme because one of the things <laughs> I wrote in my notes was two ships passing in the night. Like, I think you have a real contrast in teams here. You have You have one in the Rams that is a very much win now, mortgage the future chips all in type approach uh versus the Bengals kind of like slow and steady building the off season you know cultural kind of like um cohesion type approach right so i mean i think the pressure is the pressure is really on the rams uh to win this game and i think you know i mean there's it's not like there's not pressure on the Bengals, uh you know to, to win this game but i just feel like there's a lot more nervous energy from the rams i was watching the uh i was watching the uh the espn kickoff and they interviewed uh stafford and burrow and then they interviewed zach taylor and then they interviewed mcveigh head to head and it just it really feels like there's a bit more of a tenseness to to the rams coming into this game and uh you know that can help motivate a team but it can also it can also be a detriment um, you know, uh, another weird contrast is actually in our quarterbacks where I just read something that like, um, Matt Stafford, uh, as the first, as a first overall pick took 13 years to get to a Super Bowl, which I guess is the longest time for a first overall pick to get to a Super Bowl. The shortest amount of time for a first overall pick to get to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow. And again, when I watched that head to head. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, year two, uh, and watching that, uh, watching that kind of head-to-head interview, man. Like when they say ice in the veins, Joey does not care. So I think as long as Joe is on, 
on two feet, which is, you know, going to be kind of a task for them to do because they are facing just like a really terrifying pass rush. We have a chance to win this game. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so a couple things that I wanted to touch on that you said uh, that I completely agree with. Now, don't let my name down here, Joe Cup, fool you. The only reason I picked <laughs> Joe Cup was because when I watch Cooper, it kind of reminds me of watching myself play flag football. It, there's so many similarities. <laughs> so down, Joe BJ. Joe BJ. See, I've been called that before. Joe BJ. That's true. So. It's not, I mean, that is true. I've been called that, but obviously I'm not that good at flag football. But uh, anyways, what I like what you said, Miles, is the uh, the ship's passing thing. Because where the Rams are right now with what we decide last week, it was four picks they have left next the for not- this, com- this coming draft, right? Four picks. Yeah. And the first the one's not to like the third or the fifth or something like that. Yeah, the Niners got more picks from the McDaniel trade than the Rams have this year. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, the signing. Yeah, you're, you're signing, right. not trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I really do think that the the windows that these two teams have are so fucking far apart from each other. The Bengals have announced, like, hey, we're we're obviously here to stay for a while, and I think that that goes in in saying with what the AFC looks like right now with the Chiefs, uh, the Chargers, the Bills, like these young quarterbacks, they're building a core around them. Those those teams are are going to be around for a while. With, whereas with the Rams, and everybody give, and, and you know what? And and I probably will be eating these words in a while because Les Snead always finds a fucking way to bring more guys in and dish out more picks and sign them to these contracts that well, I don't know if it's crypto or what the hell it is that they're doing, but they're they're making these guys stick around somehow. But if you look at it realistically, there's no chance that the Ram that we're going to be having this same conversation about the Rams in two two years, three years. I, I just can't see how it's possible. Uh, so totally agree with that. If we were awarding points right now, I would give Moon one for his outfit, and I would give Miles one for uh, bringing up the the window uh, difference. And, and I just like the way he put that. So. Uh, Sketty, what do you got? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Miles that said it about uh, the Rams' defensive line. I really think that unless the Rams' defensive line dominates and puts Burrow on his back, the Rams don't have a prayer in hell in this game. Joe, Joe Burrow just has ice in the veins. If they if they can't knock him off his game, it's it, it's not going to be a game. But Moon. the Rams are built for a shootout, too. I mean, if that's the way it's got to go, they can play that. I, yeah. I don't know that they're built for a shootout. They can't score in the second half. They put, like, what, 10 up against the Niners, I guess. That was good. You know, they played other teams all year, Scotty. Yeah, but they scored They scored 10 points against the Bucks in the second half? Seven points in the second half? You that's think you're going to do that needed. to Joe that's Burrow? all they needed. <laughs> you know, I think I think one of the elements that's kind of underrated about um, you know I mean the big focus is going to be on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but one of the under uh, underrated elements of the Bengals that uh, is kind of un, unheralded is is the, how good this defense is played. Um, you know, I mean, in the Cincinnati uh, yep. circles, like they're calling Lou Anarumo like you know the mad scientist. You know, like there's a theory, there's a working theory that actually 
they withheld all the adjustments that they were going to make against the Kansas City Chiefs till after halftime because they know that Andy Reid is actually a good like halftime adjustments coach, but not necessarily an adjustments on the fly type guy, right? So they started they started running like different coverages that were confusing the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, Matt Stafford led the league in interceptions this year. And if it weren't for a dropped interception against the Niners, we might be playing the Niners for the third time in the Super Bowl, right? So, Bingo. I mean, if, 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 Stafford, if Stafford can come out and ball out and a defensive line, you know, can, can eat Burrow alive and get, you know, 10, you know, 10, 15-yard sacks, it's a different story. But I honestly, I feel like this defense is, is really going to gum things up. It's going to be probably like a low-scoring affair. And it's really going to come down to like the little things that like you said, man, where it's just like, who is the secondary pieces that's going to come out, right? Like, um, you know, we both of our tight ends are injured, but I really want to see uh, CJ Uzama get some of these nice chunk plays in the middle that we've been missing uh, to get this offense, uh, keep this offense rolling, right? Well, and like Taylor did with, uh, is it Perrine, the, the other running back that had that big run yeah. a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And, and, you know, stuff like that. You know, the, these guys have that kind of shit in their playbook that they're just waiting to, to, to bring out. And, and, and it's pretty evident because every time they bring a play like that out, it works to perfection every time. So, uh, you know, whether it's a, somebody taking a chance on special teams or some trick play, we're going to see it, you know. So uh, you mentioned Uzama. I want to see this uh, skyline chili bath. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> Is he, that he, not... made two pro- he made two promises. He was gonna he was gonna jump in a bathtub uh, full of skyline chili if he wins. But also his other promise at the beginning of the year was he was gonna get like Joe Burrow just like absolutely blitheringly drunk. Uh, you know, after. after <laughs> the game. So I want to see both of those. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll have a flashback from last year where uh, Brady drank all that tequila and they were like carrying him off the boat. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what's the line? I haven't looked. It's it's Does, been going down. I think it's three and a half now. Rams favored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are. I have it at four on the score app, but that's not any of the betting apps I use or anything. But. Man, that's a lot of points. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm Bengals I'm, by three. Is that your prediction, Sketty? The Simpsons called it. Bengals beat the Rams 34 31. That's false. It was the Chargers. Yes. That was an altered oh, meme Chargers? that you looked at. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they, well, they still LA, we'll call it close enough. People switch that up to make it, you know, internet stuff. I saw it and I said, man, that would be well, the Simpsons does that. Couple predictions in the four. comments: Rams by four, Kalen Bengals by fifty. <laughs> Kalen's probably going to be the closest. <laughs> might be. I don't know if if I want to gauge how confident he is because I might put a wager on a, a alternate spread about 30, <laughs> 35. See what I kind of money I can get into there. Uh, no, in all honesty, I mean it's everybody that I've talked to. I mean, aside from fans of each each team, there's very few people who uh, I've seen that are like 
dead set on one side in this matchup. They're just excited that it's two teams that we haven't seen. I mean, of course, the Rams were there a few years ago, uh, but it's just it's a fresh Super Bowl. It's without Brady for one. Uh, you know, it's without the Patriots. It's with. It's just there's a lot of freshness to this game that I think a lot of people can just breathe and watch it and not be, you know, dead set against one team or the other. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think that either way it goes, I'll, I'll be happy with the outcome because, you, you know, if the Bengals win it, cool. They're a fun young team that I enjoy watching. Uh, the Rams win it. Great for Matt Stafford. Uh, guys put up with a lot of shit in his career and he's kept his mouth shut the entire time. Uh, just played hard and played injured. You know, he did a lot of a lot of things that a lot of people never even recognize because who the fuck watches Detroit, right? So, yep. I think that there, yeah. Any way this game goes, and it has a, the best halftime show of any NFL Super Bowl that we've ever experienced. <laughs> Shut up, Sketty. Miles, until is just you mad see it, because his brother Ed Sheeran didn't get. Didn't make the cuts. <laughs> what did what? Oh, Miles wasn't so. Miles wasn't on last week. Tell tell him tell him what we decided this feud between you two actually is called. <laughs> it's uh, Jason Momoa's older brother against Ed Sheeran's brother. <laughs> oh, we could be this our own what... Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> this is what I had to deal with last week, Miles. Yeah. This oh, is what man. I had to deal with. Well, in Miles's defense, though, I didn't tell him that we were doing like maybe a two-part rant, fan rant thing, and and I didn't even really even know that till that day. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there's a week off. What are we gonna do? And I just was like, oh, we'll, we'll just have him on twice. And then I text Miles, and he's like, dude, I got shit going on. I thought it was next week, and I was like, fair. But then it actually worked out, Miles, because I brought in two Rams fans just to completely harass Sketty about the <laughs> Niners game. Oh, brutal. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've never we can. Seen two guys so excited about beating a bum quarterback by three points. You should have seen it, Miles. Yeah. You don't, fantastic. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to put bum in air quotes. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is, in fact, a bum. On the list, Joe. You're on the list. <laughs> let, let me ask you this, Getty. Do you think uh, do you think Trey Lance is the guy? I I hope so. Um, I don't think he has to be very great to be the guy. I mean, you saw what they did with Jimmy and his, you know, okay numbers. Just don't turn the ball over, and we'll see. Uh, if you're asking from what I've seen of him this year, no, no, I'm not convinced yeah. at all that he's the guy. Uh, I always tell Joe he's kind of got a little uh, Josh Allen to him. It seems like. He shows these flashes of just, man, this guy could be brilliant. And then he shows this other stuff where it's like, have you ever played football before? Do you understand what a throwing lane is? Like, how are you 6'4 and get five balls batted at the line a game? So we'll see. But I think that team's solid enough and the NFC is weak enough that yeah. he'll, he'll be okay. Well, I, th I think, he'll too, okay. with Trey Lance, uh, since we're on the subject, the, the Josh Allen comparisons really – uh, come from his body type, his arm strength, and yep. small a small school guy. Uh, yep. And and uh, if you remember when you know when the draft comes along, they start doing these commercials for these picks that are coming up and everything. And uh, there was a, a commercial made where Josh Allen was like reading a message to Trey Lance. It was specifically for him about like block out you know all the negativity that people are going to say about where you came from and the type of player you are and just do your thing. And, and that, I mean, clearly 
it's worked for Allen. I'm not saying it's going to work for Lance. I'd like to see it work for Lance because I do, like I said, with the exception of Carson Wentz, because I just think he's a fucking tool. Uh, I like these small school quarterbacks who are coming through and, and uh, you know, just guys who never would have got a look in there. And to me, that's uh, inspiration to the larger pool of people in our country who don't get a shot uh, because of where they grew up or, you know, the teams, you know, they might go to a school that doesn't get a lot of scouting attention. And uh, I mean, Josh Allen's story speaks for that on its own. So mm -hmm. I don't want to make it all about him. I mean, I, I do kind of like that guy, but we'll, you know, we'll stick to <laughs> your guys. I, I kind of have a question for you guys. Uh, speaking of people who aren't being talked about, are either run game going to play a role in this game or is it, are we just going to see a like, 50 passes for the 50 passes screw running the ball because both of you have decent run games and i feel that are underutilized at times that whoever wants to start Moon? i mean they say that acres has something going on with his shoulder i think he's going to be at 100 percent uh you know obviously they've been feeding him the ball more than sony michelle the last couple weeks but you know, it's it, it's that it's it's that thirty yard run that gets broken off that 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 switches the hot hand, and then you know it, it, whoever the first guy is to get that kind of gets fed the ball a little bit more. And I think the same can be said on the other side with with Cincinnati. I mean, Mixon only had what a handful of games where he went over a hundred yards. I mean, usually he's in like that. 80 to 90 yard range, but where he kills it is, is he'll throw on another 50, 60 uh, receiving yards on top of that, you know? Miles, what do you got? Joey Mixon going to, going to play a role? I think if we want to win this game, he has to play some sort of a role. Um, I agree. I was just looking. I was looking at. Uh, I mean, how else are you gonna are you gonna offset this pass rush? Like, if we find ourselves in a situation where we're in obvious passing downs because we're we're down like a score, down ten points, that's where he's gonna get absolutely crushed. So, I mean, in order to kind of keep like Aaron Donald and 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 Von Miller on their toes. Like we're going to have to pound the rock at them. So I was just looking at like the uh, the Chiefs game. He got about eighty eight yards uh, against against that Chiefs uh, defense. I've heard that the linebackers for the Rams are kind of soft. Um, so I mean, maybe once we get to kind of the second level, we can we can get some more kind of chunk plays. But I'll give you guys a couple. Like I mean, like you guys mentioned, like P Ryan. I was kind of surprised to see he could actually you know catch the ball because he's <laughs> he, he flubbed one and caused an interception uh earlier in the playoffs but uh a, a name that i haven't heard uh all this this whole postseason that i think people you know might want to keep an eye on for you know an interesting kind of fun uh you know gadget or trick or just kind of like a uh interesting play is chris evans we 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 drafted that guy out of michigan and he can catch the ball and he can run with it but we have not seen anything from him so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping they're kind of saving him, you know, uh, for the big game, and uh, you know we can see some some him catching some balls and stuff. But if we're gonna win this game, we gotta we gotta establish the run for sure. Do they have an over under on the icky shuffle? Ooh, <laughs> that's a that's a hot prospect. <laughs> that is 100 chance. 100 chance of an icky shuffle. 
Who's singing the national anthem? That's a great question. Does any does anybody know who's singing the national anthem? It's California, so they might not even be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's possible. It's not. Yeah, that's probably true because I haven't seen like that. Usually, that shit's known, right? I mean, right? I, yeah, it's usually so, a pretty big deal. You guys usually, talk about like, something. I'm gonna a, look that up. They usually have like the prop bet, right? Like, does the national anthem go over whatever? minute and a half whatever the heck it is i haven't i've got no idea beats me on that one. Oh, it's yep. uh okay i found it it is grammy award nominated country music artist mickey guyton okay who i've never heard of in my entire life yeah it rings a bell couldn't name a song well, after Sunday, you'll be able to name one, the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got to balance out that halftime show with uh, a little yeah. bit of country on the, on the front end. Too. Ah, that's that's a fair point, Miles. Actually, yeah, maybe that is what they're doing. They should just have Dre sing it. He's, <laughs> he's going to be there. Yeah. I don't see what the problem with, with that would be. Uh, Derek in the comments says the halftime show sponged all of, up all the talent. It's fucking right. It did. And it's going to, I can't wait for that halftime show. Usually that's right. not, i never pay attention to halftime shows. I think the last I, one I, I mean, paid attention to was red hot chili peppers. And the time before that was Janet's tit. Yep. I'll, Only, I'm still intrigued. I'm still intrigued by the <laughs> halftime show. I, I don't think it's going to be nearly as awesome as people are making it out to be. We'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. I can tell Not you right now. You're, I can tell you right now. You're already wrong. It's gonna fucking wail. I I hope so. Moon, hope where? So. All right. So Super Bowl parties. What are we doing? What do you guys got planned? Miles, where where are you guys? Where are you going? Uh, believe it or not, there's actually like another really hardcore Bengals fan in town, and uh, he—it's uh, actually funny—he's getting a lot of media. That is unbelievable because it's like, oh, what's the angle? <laughs> there's a Canadian who's a Bengals fan. So that's not see—that's not that unbelievable to me. Canada has free reign to pick whatever fucking team you want. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of what I love about it. Like everybody's yeah. kind of got their own different thing yeah. going on. I mean, now if you go against like the Blue Jays or something, then people probably got a problem with you a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's it's really uh, like I think I told you earlier, like uh, the Southern Ontario region, kind of where I am. We're about an hour and a half from Buffalo, so like it is dominated by a lot of Buffalo fans. But you got your it's like anywhere else. Like you got you know your Steelers, your Dallas fans, like even like Niners fans and stuff like that. Like the what, you know the Dynasty tell me buddies tell me fans. what what's a Canadian Steelers fan like insufferable. Yeah, okay, so same, so actually, the same. same as America. <laughs> Except now, for is that Kalen, same Steelers Kalen. fan? Does he still think that Mario Lemieux is the best, or is it Wayne Gretzky? You know, uh, the, <laughs> the Pittsburgh fans uh, are. I mean, obviously, we're like two two and a half hours north of Pittsburgh, so our area. And I think I've explained this to you before, like where the three of us are. Uh, in the northwestern piece of Pennsylvania, you know, we're a couple hours from Cleveland, an hour and a half from Buffalo, two hours from Pittsburgh. So it's like a, right. a fine mix of the, the tri-state area as far as fans go. But I was just curious if Steelers fans were as miserable up there as they are down here. 
Kalen, who's on the chat, is actually one of the good ones. He's he's uh, he's rooting for us uh, in the Super Bowl, so I got to give him a shout out. But generally, Kalen, Kalen's in uh, on going for two, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to see Kalen uh, on Sunday because I'm going on their show uh, towards the end of their show because I work until like three, and then I'm going to come home and uh, hop on with them for a few. Kalen, let me know in the comments if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast because. I have been on a few where I didn't get a warning uh, and I taught, it's just how I talk. It's not for show or anything like that. It's just my nature. I, I don't know where I got it, but, um, but yeah, so uh, go back to the Blue Jays thing. Is that like where you're at? Do you have to be a Blue Jays fan? Is that like the majority? Everybody loves Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think the general uh, when you grow up in these kind of parts, you're you're kind of naturally branded being a Blue Jays fan and a Leafs fan. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I I I don't think I told you this, but I'm actually like I grew up in like I'm in Brantford, which is actually Gretzky's hometown. I'm about uh, I'm about five blocks from where he actually learned to, to skate on his dad's uh, in his dad's backyard. So um, obviously, he plays a big uh, a big you know, role here. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a hockey town, major like Leafs, uh, center blue Jays, uh, tie cats for like CFL football. Um, yeah. And then kind of like pick your, pick your NFL team. Is CFL like real. I mean, I'd assume it is, it's real popular there, right? Like do a lot of people love the CFL like they do the NFL? Well, the, the ironic thing is, is that it's, um, uh, like this is kind of like the the bigger populated area, um, so they tend to tend to like we tend to focus more on the NFL. But if you were to go to the prairies, uh, it is like it is all things to them. Like if you go to Saskatchewan, which has about like a million people for the entire province, they are hard hardcore uh, Rough Riders fans. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I, it, it's a it's a good game. It is a good game. It's a fun game to watch because it's uh, th the three downs is actually a lot faster. Yep. Side note question. Is it true that people from Newfoundland are like, the, they call them Newfies? Not to their face. But <laughs> <laughs> is that, <laughs> so is that, is that offensive to them? Uh, yes and no. Like it's kind of like in a term of, uh, kind of a term of endearment. Like I think they would call themselves that, but uh, you know, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, Newfie, yeah, you Newfie, right? Yeah, well, I work. So I used to work uh, in the casino industry. So there was a guy who I worked with who was from Canada, uh, and he was actually very high up in the casino industry. But he'd always come down, and we'd talk a lot. And uh, he would always talk about newfies, and he never really had anything good to say. Uh, like he just he made it sound like they were like the uh, like the cave people of Canada, if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, you know, that they their industry was so much based on fishing. So when that kind of collapsed, obviously, they they fell on some hard times. You know, honestly, like uh, I've never been there. I would love to go there. But, uh, you know, are they like, would, well, would they welcome you? Like, is that cool to do? Like, can you go there? They are they are like world famous for being some of the most neighborly friendly people. Like, I think really. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was there was actually like a play about like uh, you know during nine eleven when the when the planes had to find places to land, 
there were a bunch of Americans that just landed in 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 St. John's, Newfoundland, and they were kind of basically became like an extended family. Um, they're 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 very they're very famous for being uh, extremely friendly people. I think Derek's making way, making fun of the way I said it because I probably said it wrong. Is it Newfoundland? Newfoundland? How do you say it? They would say Newfoundland because they kind of sound like Irish. Yeah. New, okay. New, Newfoundland. Copy that. All right, boys. Uh, any final thought? Let's get some final Super Bowl thoughts, predictions, and uh, you know, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Rams 34, Bengals 25. All uh, right. Is that a score, Gallimi? Who's the, who's the MVP? Aaron Donald. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Who was the last defensive MVP? Derek Brooks? Uh, was, was Brooks the MVP? Wasn't he? No. Yeah. I don't yeah, remember. I think. I'm pretty sure was, he was. was. Brooks? All right. Keep talking. Remember. I'm Googling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just see the Rams getting out ahead early, and, and unlike uh, the Chiefs game where where Burrow brought him back, uh, he starts bringing him back. Aaron Donald dials him up a few times. Uh, the shooting match is over. We let up a junk touchdown to to, to make it uh, to make it look a little bit better, but uh, that's where it's at for me. Moon, I, I just to counter your point, if it's 30, 34 to 25, yeah, is that what you said? Aaron Donald isn't winning MVP, but if that's the score, he ain't winning MVP. <laughs> I, I, all right, I needed a I needed a four and a five because that's what I have in Super Bowl pools. Okay, all right, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> so 14 that. to five is where you wanted to go with that. Yeah, with 14 to five. <laughs> So it wasn't Derek Brooks. It was Dexter Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. So I was wrong there, but he wasn't the last one. The last one was Von Miller. Uh, and before that, Malcolm oh, yeah. Smith. So there's actually been a couple. Seattle had Malcolm Smith and then uh, Von Miller in the, uh, that was the Cam Newton game, right? Yeah. Scam. Scam Newton. Yes. Scammer. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Miles, close us out. Uh, first of all, let me. I just want to say that I think that score prediction is pretty bold from you know coming from the, a guy who roots for the team who scored three points in a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Like, have they? I don't. I can't really think of like them like running up the score in the playoffs, but I could be wrong. Um, but I mean, I'll quote what I heard from a Los Angeles journalist about Joe Burrow, which is this guy reminds me of Joe Montana. Like this guy had just like the, the determination to win. And, you know, I think I think these Rams are going to be playing a little scared. I'm not talking about Aaron Donald or Von Miller. Those guys are going to like, those guys are going to come to play. But I think Stafford might be a little tight. And I think <laughs> I think McVay might be a little tight. Like if things don't go exactly the way they want, like I could see them getting like a little like, oh, what about my future? What about my career? Right. Because they got to win this game. So. You know, I would see something kind of more like in the neighborhood of like 21, 24 Bengals, 17 Rams. That's how we're going to win the game. Um, I would I, I think we'll have a surprisingly good uh, defensive performance because, you know, Zach Taylor was the quarterback's coach uh, for the Rams the last time they went to the Super Bowl. And also Brian Callahan was Stafford's QB coach 
in Detroit. So we're familiar with these guys. They're going to, they're going to give, they're going to give Lou Anarumo all the information he needs to gum up this offense. And uh, we're going to surprise the world uh, the same way we've been doing all, all playoffs. All right. Oh, Hey, Skeddy was going to get a, 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 a fuck tart Jersey on behalf of me and my other Rams (laughs) fan, but it seems like, the way you were kissing his ass about three points and sucking him off about how great the Niners are. Looks like he's already gotten his gift from you, Mike. I'm, I'm still I'm still looking forward to the fuck target. I, I'm looking forward. That's one of the silver linings. If the Rams win, I get to rock a fuck tart jersey. And it better be one of the sweet blue and yellow ones. Do, do, do you want number three on it or you want a different number? No, oh, three is fine. All three right. is three is yeah. fine, but it better. I want a throwback blue and yellow, not this faded number garbage. I want a good right. one. <laughs> hey, uh, so just so you guys know too, uh, next week the show is what we're doing is uh, like basically an open air show. We're posting the link in the comments, and we're just letting whoever wants to join join. So, uh, Miles, when uh, the Bengals win. You can uh, hop on and, uh, you know, right from right at the get go of the show, you can just go nuts and celebrate and do, you know, uh, pop some bottles. Let your dog make an appearance. Uh, <laughs> I like I like when you post stuff with your dog. That dog's cool. He's but uh, yeah, so you guys, you know, free to hop on next week, too. Obviously, uh, you know, if your team wins, you should probably be here because you've been here the whole way through the playoffs. So. Well, uh, I have a special uh, Cincinnati-themed T-shirt, just in case. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> you, de- you definitely win the uh, best dress for the fan rant, Moon. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, I'll say this. If if, if L.A. wins, uh, uh, in an homage to a lot of the L.A. fans, uh, I, I won't show up. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, Miles, you would have to first exist in order to not show up. Keep that in mind. Don't go. If the Bengals lose, I don't want to have to be sending any Canadian police to do a welfare check on you. Okay? So you keep it cool up there, all right? They want me all get through with all the tractor trailers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is some traffic up there right now, isn't there? Fun times. All right, boys. Thanks for being on. And uh, we'll hear from hopefully both of you next week if you can jump on. And and uh, I, I would say, rightfully, whoever loses should still come on because you've been giving out your lumps. You got to come take them too, right? All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. See you, fellas. All right. Good luck, Thanks, Miles. So. See you guys. See you guys. Cheers. Good, day. good stuff. Real good. I like Miles. We need to keep him around for sure. I, I agree. I mean, I like Moon too, obviously, but Moon's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's like yeah. literally three houses down the street from me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fine. Yeah. But uh, Miles Miles has been a fun addition. We need to keep him coming back. So, uh, all right. So real quick again, just want to, as I did just announce, just keep in mind next week is the uh, whoever the hell wants to join us show. I think we can have like 10 people at once. It'll probably like blow yeah. up the feed and the internet and everything will break. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. 
Uh, real quick, thank the sponsors, Swing Juice, Napoli's, Your Daily Local, Mean Sales and Service, Jones Pest Control, Me, Myself, and Ride Podcast, and Blue Line Auto. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us as well. All the listeners uh, and the comments and the likes and the, the people who are tuning in, uh, appreciate you guys as well. Uh, something I did find out today, Sketty, is uh, somebody who's active on our Facebook page still didn't know that we do the live shows. So I don't know why the live doesn't like pop up in news feeds really? maybe. Yeah. So I don't know if that is weird. I'm almost wondering if maybe, I don't know, we'll look at some stuff, but maybe like cut Twitter out of the live and just do yeah. YouTube and Facebook and try that. And maybe that'll get more. Uh, I don't know. I, there's gotta be a reason for it. I don't know why, but um, we'll try and figure that out if we can. Cause it seems a lot of the people who are on the Facebook page still don't know that there's live videos that we do on there. That shocks me. Cause I get the stupid notifications all the time that like some random person I haven't right. talked to in eight years is live on Facebook. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. Maybe <laughs> that's what they, maybe that's what they <laughs> see. <laughs> They're just like, not another one. Shut yeah. Up. Every week, these guys need to give it a break. Uh, all right. So again, thank you everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with the final episode of season one before the little vacation uh, from the show in which we are going to uh, do a little reboot and figure everything out. And it looks like potentially St. Patrick's Day. Yes. So that could Green be year. that could be real interesting. Yeah, because I'm I think I'm off, too. So, oh, baby. Yeah, that could be like a drinking celebration show. Who knows? We'll see. I like it. Uh, so. Again, thank you, everybody. Uh, until next time, which is a week from tonight, take care. Be safe.